Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The greatest reason that continuous filling is necessary because we leak and sometimes we leak very badly. Now, who is he talking about? We. He's including himself. One of the greatest evangelists. I sometimes leak and I leak very badly. Don't look at anybody else. That fits every single person I'm talking to. It's really easy to believe that once you become a follower of Jesus, that everything's going to be hunky-dory, no more problems. (laughs) You probably realized pretty quickly that this Christian thing was going to be tougher than you expected it would be. This is part of what Pastor Mark will be teaching about today. Jesus demonstrated by the amount of time he spent in prayer that even someone like him had to have continual refills of the Holy Spirit. And you know that if he had to get refills, that you most certainly do. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit has an unlimited amount of himself to pour out on those who ask. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Romans chapter 8 as he continues his message, Led by the Holy Spirit, Emptied and Filled. I want to give you some verbs. I know some of you don't want to go back to English, but it's okay. The verb, be filled, is not from Paul. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. Well, some of you guys want to be filled. That's okay. No, it's a command. Every Christian be filled. The verb is actually plural. Well, Pastor Mark, I'd like to be filled, but I'm not really into that. Sorry, it's for you. It's for every Christian. Have the Holy Spirit alongside you, in you, and overflowing you. Every single one of us. The verb is also passive. Now, what does that mean? You can't fill yourself. The Holy Spirit fills you. Now, we see crazy things in some churches. If you watch TV much, some of the churches, they're out of balance, totally out of balance. And they'll be dancing around. They're trying to get the Spirit to fill them. The louder I shout, the more the Spirit's going to fill me. We think Holy Spirit's deaf. See, it's stupidity. You can't do anything to fill yourself. You yield to the Holy Spirit. And he fills us. See, he's a gentleman. He's not weird. He doesn't do crazy things. And so it's imperative. It's a command. It's plural. It's for all Christians. It's passive. You yield to the Holy Spirit. And number four, it's present tense. 
It starts right now, and it's a continual process. So write this down. To be spirit-filled is to continually come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, Pastor Mark, what does that look like? If I'm under the influence of the Holy Spirit, what does that look like? Well, look at verse 19. Verse 19, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God and then complaining about everything. Oh, sorry, that wasn't in there. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Here's what I want you to write down. And when you write this down, you know what you're going to see? It's everyday practical. If I'm filled with the Spirit, I'm under his influence. It's going to affect my speech. It's going to affect my attitude. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm kind of a negative person. I like to point out everybody's faults. That's just my nature. Yeah, that's your nature, all right? That's your old nature. Not the Spirit's nature. So it's going to affect my attitude, my thoughts, my actions, and interesting love, my relationships. See, my speech will be controlled. What will my speech be like if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? I will be an encouraging person. I'll be a truthful person. What will my attitude be like? I'll be positive. I'll be grateful. I'll actually be gracious to people. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's not me. Hello. That's because you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. See, of course it isn't you. Number three, my witness will be controlled by the Spirit. I want to talk boldly about Jesus Christ. And my thoughts will not be carnal thoughts. I'm going to think like Jesus. As I think, I become. That's my actions. And notice I mentioned it's going to affect your relationships. Look at the last thing. If you go on in Ephesians chapter 5, you will discover that Paul addresses families, husbands, wives, kids, work, church, all the relationships we have with people. It's going to make our relationships healthy. And when you see that, is there one thing that I need in my marriage? I need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit so I can be a godly husband and my wife can be a godly wife, which affects our children. See, and that's a whole different picture than we have in the world. Now, I know some of you are going to say, Pastor Mark, why do I need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit? Come on, really? Well, I'm going to give you a very scientific term, and you'll understand the term when I get to it. So listen up. Here we go. D.L. Moody, one of the greatest evangelists of the 19th century, was asked why he needed to be filled constantly with the Holy Spirit. He replied, now get ready. You'll have to define it later. He said this, the reason I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit constantly is because I leak. Figure that word out. I leak. Well, like the Holy Spirit just comes out of me. This week, probably the greatest evangelist you and I have ever known, 
went to heaven at the age of 99. His name is Billy Graham. I want to read to you. Yeah, amen. I want to read to you what Billy Graham said. Our failure to be filled with the Spirit constitutes one of the greatest sins against the Holy Spirit. This is Billy Graham speaking. It is interesting to note that the command to be filled with the Spirit actually means to continuously be filled with the Spirit. Now, where would he get that? Hello, I just read it to you from the Apostle Paul. We are not filled once and for all. That's a mistake many believers make. We are not filled once for all like a bucket. Instead, we are to be filled constantly. In fact, Billy Graham says it might be translated, be filled and keep on being filled. Now listen to his last statement. I have it in red in my notes. The greatest reason that continuous filling is necessary because we leak and sometimes we leak very badly. Now, who is he talking about? We. He's including himself. One of the greatest evangelists. I sometimes leak and I leak very badly. Don't look at anybody else. That fits every single person I'm talking to. Now, what does that mean? If you get confused, this clarifies it. Please write it down. You can write it in Ephesians 5.18 if you want. Here it is. We're not talking about a physical leak. We're talking about a spiritual leak in our lives. When I leak spiritually, I move back under my own control. I move back under my own influence. I'm no longer influenced by the Holy Spirit. I'm just doing my thing my way. If I need the Holy Spirit, I'll call him for some help when it's necessary. Other than that, I just take the control of my life back from the Holy Spirit. I'm deceived into thinking my wisdom and strength are enough to get me through life. After all, Pastor Mark, I come to church. What's the big deal? Well, remember that we learned the ability of man is not equal to the power of God. I don't have that ability. If we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then we're not going to be led by the Holy Spirit. And if I'm not led by the Holy Spirit, I'll never reach God's potential for me. So that's what that spiritual leak is. You've heard this statement, maybe. He is so full of himself. She is so full of herself. Well, that's what it means. I'm no longer filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with me, my supposedly wisdom, strength, abilities without God. Now, Paul would warn us and give us an amazing solution. Galatians 5.25. Paul says it like this. Look, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Since the Holy Spirit is to direct our lives, that's what this whole series is about, being led by the Holy Spirit, Romans. It just simply makes no sense at all 
to take my life back and do what I want with my life. No, you're God. You're all-knowing. You know how to direct my life. The spirit-filled life is maintained by keeping in step with the spirit. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's an amazing verse called Amos 3.3. It says this, do two walk together unless they've agreed to do so? You see, some people kind of think this. I'm a believer, and the Holy Spirit is here. And I say, Holy Spirit, now keep up with me. I got some things I'm doing today. Just come on, keep up with me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, keep up with me. Keep up with me. Doing over here, do this over there. Keep up with me. You're you're falling behind. Come on. That is not the spirit-filled life. That's the balmer-filled life. I'm being led by the spirit. Is the spirit to be behind me or in front of me? In front of me. Can two walk together unless they agree? No. Is that you? Well, if I need you, God, I'll call you. I don't need to be, you, I, I don't need to follow you. I got this thing. I want to say to you as kindly as I can, you do not have this thing called life. You and I don't have the wisdom ever for that. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. impossible to do life without the Holy Spirit leading us. And yet we try. We try. How foolish. That's why we need to be in step with the Spirit. But Satan likes to put obstacles in our lives that cause us to leak and simply be out of step with the Holy Spirit. I want to give you four things this morning, so I want you to write them down. Everybody write these four things down. How to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Number one, we keep in step with the Holy Spirit by defeating pride, thinking we can direct our own lives. Pastor Mark, I've been a Christian a long time. I kind of know how to do this thing. It's kind of just natural. You're wrong. You're not God. He's the only one that's all-knowing and all-powerful and everywhere at the same time. You're wrong. You know, Calvary Chapel was started by a man named Chuck Smith. And he would teach often on a verse. I'm going to read it to you. You can write it down, look it up later. Galatians 3.3. He would always go back to this verse. Let me read it to you. Paul says it like this. Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit... Are you now trying to attain your goals in life by your human effort? And Pastor Chuck would always go back and say, look, this thing called Calvary Chapel is a God thing. Our churches were started by God. He spread us all over the world. Are we stupid enough to go, okay, we began with the Spirit. It was wonderful. But we can handle this from now on. No. You can't. This church can't. Paul says you began your Christian life by walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're growing and maturing. Why would you now, at this point in your life, ignore the Holy Spirit and try to do life without the Spirit's power by your own human efforts? It's foolish to start in God's strength and try to finish in human effort. I've been a Christian. This year I'll be 75. 
I've been a Christian 70 years. Do you think for one day I'm stupid enough that I can get up here on a weekend and just preach to you and have the anointing in my own wisdom and strength? How stupid would I be? Before I leave that seat, every service, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to fill me. I don't have wisdom to help you. I can't do anything in you. I need God 24-7 in my life. Now you say, well, that's right, because you're a pastor, Pastor Mark. I don't need God that much. Can I say this to you, fool? We're no different. I'm just like you. Now you're going to see where this battle comes from and why we can't do it. And that's why we have to be continued to be filled with the Spirit. Number two key. Keep in step with the Spirit by taking time to listen to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you heard some of the flack these last couple of weeks from the, the ladies that are basically unbelievers on The View. And they were making fun of Pence, our vice president. Because... Our vice president said, well, my wife and I get up in the morning, we read the Bible, and God speaks to us. And one of the gals on The View, it was all over the news, you probably heard it. She says this, my Pence needs a psychiatrist. He's an idiot. He's off the wall. He's our vice president, and God speaks to him? Get him some medical help. Get him some psychiatric help. He doesn't need psychiatric help. She needs to be born again. You have to understand the world doesn't get it. Does God speak to us? Of course he does. Now he's not talking about, well, your shirt doesn't match. Your pants are a little short. Make sure you cover your shoes. No, that God doesn't speak that to me. My wife speaks that to me. (laughs) Don't get weird with it. Do you remember what Jesus said in John 10? My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. He doesn't need a psychiatrist. She needs a savior. Amen? Now, look at this next verse. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Very often we forget this. Inside of you, and I wish I could say it doesn't apply to me. Sorry. It applies to every one of us. There are two opposite natures at war. There is always A battle inside me. I have a battle because I have my old sinful nature. When I got saved, my spirit was totally renewed. But I'm left with that old sinful nature. My my ways of the world. It's in conflict with my new spiritual nature. Who is that? The Holy Spirit. And so we're constantly coming under the influence of the Holy Spirit... But we often will give in to my old sinful nature. I'm angry. I'm mad. I want to get even. That person said something that's wrong. What's wrong with them? You didn't treat me fair. And pretty soon I'm back under my old sinful nature. 
And when that happens, the void of the spirit, the spirit's gone. It just moved to the side and I'm filled with the old me again. Now, none of us like that. We already know what that looks like. It's not a good thing. So that battle is always there. And Satan knows how to pick a battle. He knows how to do it. And you'll see a very important principle. I can't be filled with the Holy Spirit until I empty myself of me. It doesn't work together. See, the Holy Spirit does speak to us. But if I'm not listening to him, if I don't have a daily devotion time where at least I'm in the word a little bit, then I'll never hear him speak because the number one way he speaks to us is through the word of God. When we open the Bible, God opens his mouth. See, the women on The View don't understand that at all. They just think we're weird to say that God could speak to us. Well, of course he speaks to us. He's been speaking to you almost 45 minutes right now. I know some of you are saying, are you about through? No. Let's move right on. All right. (laughs) You know, one of the most amazing values we have is our time. In the Old Testament, one time, the Bible says this. Be still and know that I'm God. See, I need those times in my life. So do you. Be still and know that I'm God. Key number three, keep in step by defeating doubt and fear the unknown. Everyone that I'm speaking to, we're human people. We all sometimes have fear, anxiety, and doubt. Now, the Bible's filled with don't be fearful, and yet we're fearful. You have to admit it. I have to admit it. There's all these things that happen in our lives. But I have to understand that. If I follow the Spirit, he will help me in that area. One day, Paul was afraid. He was in a town, and he was going to witness, but he was afraid. And look what God says to him. This is in Acts chapter 18. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, and he told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent, for I am with you. And no one will attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city that belong to me. Some circumstances, like Paul, bring fear and doubt. Now, notice in that passage, God didn't start out. Paul, you're my number one apostle. Thanks for being fearful. What's wrong with you? No, he gives him a vision and encourages him. I'm with you. I'm the same one that was on the road to Damascus. I've changed your life. You think I'm leaving you? Not a chance. Basically, he's kind of saying to Paul, keep on being filled. You know, like you wrote it. Keep on being filled. Don't be fearful. Pastor Mark continued his instruction on the importance of Christ followers letting the Holy Spirit permeate their lives. You found out that this is a requirement, a commandment from God. You learned about the role that faith plays in having the Holy Spirit living in you. You were reminded that thinking you can do life on your own will definitely keep the Holy Spirit from working in your life. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue speaking about being led by the Holy Spirit. He'll be teaching more about the Holy Spirit's lack of boundaries in your life and how He wants you to live the boundless life God intended you to live. You'll learn how to let the Holy Spirit live in you, be on you, and overflow you to affect those around you, just like God means you to. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Led by the Holy Spirit. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.